Hi, and welcome to Public Speaking with me, David Murray. I'm here to share the tools and techniques so that you can communicate with confidence in your speeches, in your pitches, in your job interviews, presentations, and much, much more. I also offer one-to-one coaching and workshops, and you can find out more and get in touch by visiting me at davidalamurray.com. And so you don't miss out on more resources, make sure that you sign up for my newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And when you do this, you will get access to all my top tips and free resources for communicating with confidence. In today's podcast, I'm speaking with Carol Sim. Carol is an entrepreneur, writer and model and experienced public speaker. She talks about how a career isn't defined by only having one job and how she is engaged in various different professional interests that give her joy and bring a variety of skills and creativity into her life. She says, whatever you decide to do, you must enjoy it. She talks about what inspired her to want to develop her public speaking skills and shares her advice for those thinking about taking their first steps in public speaking. She speaks openly about her personal struggles in life and how she began writing about her experiences to help to release the pain of her circumstances. And she tells us how she uses her story, her book, to empower women who are experiencing their own personal struggles. She talks about the importance of storytelling, and says you all have a story to share. And says sharing a story is the ultimate way to connect with someone and to be remembered. And finally... She gives her formula for answering those unplanned, impromptu questions where you are put on the spot. If you like what you hear today, please do subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. By doing this, you will help the podcast reach others who might find it useful. So without further ado, let's begin to communicate with confidence. Hey there. You're listening to the David Murray Public Speaking Podcast. To find out more, you can visit me at davidalamurray.com. Hello, welcome to the show. Today, my very special guest is an entrepreneur, a writer and model. And to summarise, she is a teacher of hope. May I introduce you to Carol Sim. Carol, how are you? Hello, David. I'm doing very well. Thank you, Carol, and thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Carol, the reason why I've got you down here today is that I know you are a multifaceted individual that's got so many interests, is an incredibly experienced public speaker who has an important message to share, and I'd like to talk to you about all those things today. Would that be okay? Yes, absolutely. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I guess my first question to you is, Carol, what do you do? David, I would say that um, I have a catering business. That's my number one focus. Then I also took the time to write. And on the side, I do a little bit of modelling when time permitted. Can you tell us a little bit more about those things? 
The catering business has always been my number one, David. This is all, has always been something that I wanted to do. So I wanted to set up a, a crepery, but I couldn't afford, I didn't have enough funding. So what I did, I got myself a little van and I start doing uh, events, uh, festivals, birthday parties, school fair. So that's how I started. And through the years, I've developed a little bit of um, customer base, and uh, that's my main. That's what I do. And is that is that something that takes up the majority of your time? I know that you've got other interests as well. So just be good to kind of find out about all those other interests you have and how you manage to balance your time with everything that you do. The catering business, it's my as I mentioned, it's my main focus, but. I had done other things on the side, such as uh, I start writing when I discover public speaking. And l lately, I start modeling again, which I used to do over 20 years ago. Now, obviously, the market has changed, the modeling world has changed, but I'm just getting back to it, and hopefully there will be a good contract somewhere for me. In the meantime, I'm still pursuing the pursuing my crepery business. I hear a lot today uh, around people having uh, portfolio careers. Is that something that resonates with you? So the idea that you don't have or pursue one career, you have, um, I guess, your time is split across multiple different prof professions in some respects. Is that something that you're familiar with? For the past 20 years, David, I was a cabin crew for British Airways. For the last 10, I was a manager on board. And I find that all those 20 years, when I focus only on one, uh, one thing, that it sort of deprived me from other skill. So since I gave up BA about two years ago, I started public speaking, which add to my skill. And obviously, I'm still doing my crepery business, my catering business, so that's another skill. And lately, as I mentioned, I'm doing the modeling. It's vital for us to have many skills nowadays because people no longer stay in one job for 20 years. This is a past generation. The generation we are in now, they move after two, three years, they move on to something else. So equip yourself with as many skills as you can. What would you say are the benefits then of focusing on your energies into a number of different projects or skills? Uh, is there kind of any kind of one piece of advice you give, you give people who are um, wanted to maybe sort of take a step out of their one career into something into something that perhaps they're passionate about would there be any advice in terms of what the benefits are of having a kind of a multifaceted um, career if you like you see everything I do I enjoy very much and my advice to you is whatever you decide to take on board you must enjoy it because without uh, if you don't enjoy it you're not going to put your whole heart into it so my modeling I'm enjoying it my public speaking, I absolutely love it. And my catering business, this is a must for me. So having different stream allow you also to have different stream of income. 
Yeah, and I think it provi- provides somewhat of a safety net in in uncertain times as well. That uh, particularly, you know, I know people. I've certainly been one in myself in the past who have had a, been in a job for quite a number of years. But I guess the idea of jobs for life is no longer there, and it's good to have a more flexible, agile approach in terms of in terms of your career and having, I guess, be more open to having flexibility. Definitely, flexibility. It's a must. And the more flexible you are, the better it will be because it will equip you with various skills. It certainly will. And I know one of the skills that you're currently developing, and I've seen you do this, is that you are an experienced public speaker. I've seen you speak on stage. And before we kind of talk about kind of where you see your self-going with that and where you're taking that. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about what inspired you to want to develop your public speaking and communication skills. So I'm just going to take you back to how I came across Toastmaster. I was reading a book, it was about 11pm at night and the word Toastmaster came. I never heard of this word, I never seen this word. So I got out of bed, went on to Google, have a look for Toastmaster. Then I've seen that there's a meeting in London Bridge the next morning on a Monday. So I went along and I was absolutely blown away. From the moment I went to the Toastmaster first meeting, I have not left since. It was such an amazing moment I've discovered this is it I absolutely love it so was it was it like was it love at first sight for you was it pretty much pretty much and I have been hooked ever since Uh, public speaking had took me on a on a journey that I myself I'm even surprised I started writing (laughs) <laughs> I now do uh, different uh, engagements, speaking engagement, different places. I discover that there is a power in our words. Words are powerful. So if I'm able to help anyone who's listening with my words, if I'm able to empower them, then this is a big achievement for me. So when you started out, did you have a clear goal in mind? So what did did public speaking mean for you at the time? At the time, public speaking didn't mean much. I went to a first meeting and I have been hooked ever since. But during this journey, David, I've realised the power of public speaking. I've realised how many people I can help, how many a woman I can support through their struggle, through their challenges, divorce, raising children, all sorts of different challenges. So it gives you a platform to support others. So when you started out, did you know that that's what you wanted to do or did that come later? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. What happened then? Is Was the, uh, the spark that you got from public speaking started to develop your ideas about what you wanted to do with that? Okay, I think I discovered a new me. Okay. A new me, uh, Carol who have an experience, Carol who have a voice, 
and Carol who can empower others with this experience and this voice. What advice then would you give to somebody who are a little bit worried about I don't know, taking those first steps in terms of standing in front of others, sharing stories, sharing their ideas, probably think that nobody has would want to listen and they don't really have anything, I don't know, any good ideas to share. What one piece of advice would you give to somebody who's a little bit nervous about starting out and don't really know where to begin? The advice I would have for you is build your own self-confidence. Have confidence in who you are and also have confidence in the message that you want yes. to put through. And beginning at the start of many people's journeys in this, they'll probably be quite nervous. Is, are you saying that it's, it's kind of almost worth taking those first steps and continuing with it because before long that confidence will come? I believe life is a journey and you need to start to jump and you will discover the rest. The things will unfold as you go along, but your number one step is to jump. Carol, can you tell us about you, the writer? Carol, the writer, never knew she was Carol, the writer. She never knew she had something valid to write. But what she knew is the experience, the struggle she was going through was so deep, it was so hard. She nearly lost her life. My goodness. And when I mean lost her life, my divorce was so painful, words cannot describe it. I could not find an ex exit. And I start writing what I was experiencing. The lack of food for the children, the repossession of my house, the painful, the pain from the divorce, the lack of support from their father, the children's father. So all those sort of things, I start to writing it down because it was so painful. The only way for me to release that pain was to write. But I, at the time, I didn't have in mind to make it public, not at all. So I started writing little by little. And eventually, when I discovered public speaking world, I thought, well, I've got enough, um, I've got enough uh, content to write a book. So why not use this pain to empower other women who perhaps are going through the same thing? And I was amazed, David, yeah. when I wrote the book, the feedback that I've received. I've received the feedback from one of the ladies uh, who live in France. She mentioned, Carol, when I, before I read your book, I was on the verge to commit suicide. My goodness. I thought I was a psychopath and I, that all what I was going through was in my mind. But I actually, when I read your book, I've realized actually it's not in my mind, it's what's happening. This person who I had children with, I was married, was trying to destroy me in any form. 
So it wasn't in my mind. And if you went through it, I'm going through it, that means there's many other women who's going through it. So when I've received this message, I thought to myself, well done, Carol. You've done something for the community. Mm -hmm. You have shared your story who will now yeah. empower other women. And does, when you, when you started out the, the, uh, the process of writing then, it, at, at that very difficult time, did you, I guess, is that, that didn't feel like that, the aim of that wasn't necessarily to kind of share that message. It was, was it more about giving yourself comfort at, at a th difficult time? To be honest with you, I think it was just evacuating the pain. People have various ways to cope with pain. It's unfortunate, some people might turn to alcoholism, others drugs, others also. Some people even might go to the gym and exercise yeah. every day, all the time. We all have different form, different way to cope with adversity. And my way was to write. I guess for anybody who's going through a, a, a challenging time, it may be in connection with what you've talked about or, or any personal challenges, I don't know, do you have one or two pieces of advice that you've, you'd, you'd share or that you, you know, if they were listening to, to Carol the speaker now, is there a piece of advice or one or two pieces of advice that you'd share? What I would say to you, if you are going through some difficulty, don't think that you are not worthy. Because often we try to put ourselves down. We always self-criticize. We always criticize ourselves. So you are better than you think. You are so much better than you think. And whatever it is, there's always an exit. There's always a way out of it. So don't despair. Don't give up. Do not give up. If I didn't, I'm sure you also. If I survive, I believe you can. Thank you very much. Carol, thank you very much for, the time, for your time today and for sharing such, um, such personal stories and personal insight into your life that hopefully others can benefit from. I wonder if now we could touch on a little bit, little bit about you as the writer, as a speaker, and really around... The, the storyteller that that you are too and I know that when people are starting out communicating whether it be through writing through public speaking or just in terms of talking with friends sharing ideas is this idea about sharing personal stories might be quite challenging for many people but what I know is particularly in a public speaking or confident communication context that storytelling is so important to connect with others can you tell us a little bit about what if it does, what courage it takes to tell personal stories and if personal stories are important in terms of how we connect with others. Yes, definitely. Um, I can recall the time when I received the book, David, from the publisher. I sat down in the lounge, I grabbed myself a cup of tea yeah. and I started going through the book. And as I was going through the book, I told myself there is no way you cannot really such a book. Yeah. It's far too personal. 
So I was, I sat down, tears was coming down my face, and I thought to myself, no way. I don't want people to know that I have been raped. I don't want people to know that I had time, that I had nothing, no food in the house. I don't want people to know yeah. all those adversity. And then something came to my mind suddenly. I told myself, well, actually, Carol, you have nothing to prove. You have nothing to hide. And you have nothing to defend. This is the truth. This is how things, this is the story of your life. Own it, own it. So whatever is going through in your life, own it. Don't be ashamed of what's happened. Whatever happened, build who you are today. So you st I stand here today, David, in front of you, strong as ever. But ask me what made me strong. It's the adversity. Yeah. And without them, I would not be here talking to you and talking to the audience. So trust you struggle. Thank you, Carol. What advice would you give somebody or give to somebody who wants to share their personal stories, whether that be in a book or on stage sharing you know, public speaking or storytelling? What piece of advice would you give to somebody who may be a bit nervous about sharing their personal stories? What you have to think of, it's your story. Although it's your story, it's not actually yours. And your yep. you story is there for you to share and support someone else who might need, desperately in need of your story. So it's through other people's story that I was able to build myself. As I mentioned, I listen to a lot of motivational speak on YouTube. And Les Brown's story, for example, had made me who I am. And not just Les Brown, but there's many other which I do listen to. And it's yeah. their story who resonate with me. Because the thing is, with story, from years, since the time we were small children, yeah. story, we connect to story. You want to hear story. People feel as when, when you tell a story, that's the ultimate way to connect with someone. Yeah. If I want you to remember me, all I have to do is give you a story. Yeah. So your story, you might think, might be very personal or you might feel a little bit uncomfortable or ashamed of your story. But don't be ashamed of your story. Own your story. Your story, it's yours. It's okay. Whatever adversity you went through, yeah. it's fine. Share it. Because we all have our struggle. Yeah. So don't feel embarrassed with your story. Own it. So your advice is, if you have a story, you should share it. Definitely. You have a story. The story, it's all, you went through the story, but the, there's a purpose, there's a reason for that story. And that story should go out in the world and empower other people. Carol, thank you. I know that you're a public speaking and communication skills expert. So when you talk about sharing a story, having the courage to do that, from a technical perspective, from a 
an expert view, when you are sharing that story on stage in front of others, is there one piece of advice you can give to people to say, you know, incorporate this into your story to help it to connect with others? When you speak, don't think of you giving a story, you telling the audience. Think of what is the audience need. Who are your audience? What do they need? And then yes. you tailor your speech according to the audience, according to the people. Because it's not about you. It's about the audience. Yeah. It's about what they need to hear, what they want to hear. Regardless of what you think, it's about them. And my book is out there. It's no longer about me, although I was the one who went through this story. But mm. it's not about me. It's about you, other people. Yeah. What, how, what can my story mm. bring to your life? Uh, you're right. And it's, good. it's a good point. That it's, you know, stories will, have, uh, will be set around a context, will be set around a, a message, maybe a central message or two or maybe more. And it's actually been able to kind of distill that in a way that is meaningful for other people. Definitely. Mm. It, it, so you, you must detach from who you are yeah. and connect with the audience or anyone that you have around you. Because when you give... You'd be amazed yeah. what comes back. Thank you very much, Carol. I'd like to talk about your business and particularly, specifically rather, the connection between you, the public speaker, and you, the entrepreneur. Is that okay? Yes. So perhaps you can tell us a little bit about how you've used public speaking uh, to, promote, to promote your business. What public speaking gives you, it's confident to speak in front of an audience, to present your project anywhere you go, at work, or in any events you may have to attend because of your business. So by developing my public speaking skill, David, that equipped me with the even more confident than I had, and also how to articulate what you have in your mind so the people can understand you. Yes. So, for example, a few days ago, I had to present my uh, business to an audience. I had a pitch of three minutes. And uh -huh. I can honestly tell you, it's thanks to public speaking <laughs> that I was able to yeah. deliver a precise, uh, a direct message in less than three minutes. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good skill to have, So, it, it? it's an amazing, I, I cannot uh, tell you how important learning to speak is. Because when you open your mouth, yeah. you tell the world who you are. You do. And have you not noticed, if you speak to someone and they're not very good, within less than a minute, you lose connection. You, That's true. You don't want to know. You, you've, you disconnect from them. But once someone grabs your attention, David, within the first... 60 seconds, you're thinking, oh, that person is valuable. Yeah. Um, there's something in it for me. I better pay attention. You're right. So a good uh, a good thing to have in the back pocket at all times is the idea of, of an elevator pitch. And it came, I think, from an idea in America where 
you got on the lift or the ground floor on your own, and then the CEO, the boss, whoever he or she is, walks in, and they say to you, Carol, what do you do? You've got, about, you've got till about the 10th floor or 60 seconds to tell them what you do. And people say the idea of elevator pitch is great because, like you mentioned about distilling your ideas in a simple format that others can understand, it's almost like saying, this is who I am, and I can tell you who I am in, in under a minute. And that is, and public speaking can help you get there, can't it? Yes. Uh, table topic. Table topic was my biggest fear when I started Toastmaster. Why? Because you are asked a question and you have to answer within a minute, minute and a half. A question you never heard before, a topic you never heard before, you just have to give your point one and a half minute. And by doing more and more and more of table topic, I mastered the skill. So you can imagine when I went to my uh, business meeting a few days ago, three minutes for me was more than enough to tell exactly. First of all, you present yourself. Yes. Secondly, you tell what is the problem. Thirdly, you give the solution that you have for the problem. Yeah. And fourthly, call to action. Yes. So let me just say that again. Please do. Number one, I am Carol Sim. Secondly, you must have an event in the last year or two, a birthday party that you have organized. At the end of the party, you were completely exhausted on your knees. You didn't, you didn't stop trying to uh, cater for your guests. You entertained them. You went to bed completely exhausted. That's my number two. That's the problem. Yes. Now, number three, the solution. I come to your events. I entertain your guests. I cater for them. I make sure that they have been served and well looked after. <laughs> yeah. While you, David, are enjoying a glass of wine, enjoying your guests. Yeah. Yeah. So all you have to do, number four, is to give me a call and I take away your stress. <laughs> That's absolutely fantastic. That's your business in a nutshell. If you don't mind, I'll actually add that into the show notes, that little way of handling. That's fine. And table topics, for those who don't know, simply means you're, imagine your boss asking you a question as to why are you here or somebody asking you a question that you're not prepared for. That is what it's all about. But somehow with your formula, you're always full prepared. You do, you do, because um, you have to say very quickly what is the problem, what is the solution, and the call to action. Uh, yeah, and just so quickly, the other night I ran an event and we decided to do it based, purely based around impromptu questions. And some of the questions were a bit crazy, like, for example, why would you, would you rather walk on Mars or walk on moon? And you think, the moon, you think to yourself, well, how does this benefit me as a public speaker? But... If you can answer questions, use your imagination. Imagine when you're asked a question about something you do know, like your business, and that, that's where the power comes, is having that technique and being able to do that. Definitely. A few weeks ago, I was on the street and someone mentioned something. And because of public speaking and table topic precisely, I was able to give a sharp, direct answer. So that's what impromptu uh, speaking 
yes. does. It, it equipped you with the confidence to think on your feet, think quick. So for any entrepreneurs listening, um, I will add Carol's technique for answering those challenging business questions in a very simple format into the show notes. Thank you very much for sharing that, Carol. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I'd like to ask you something personally now. Is there anything that you got from public speaking that you didn't expect? Through public speaking, I find a new Carol. I've discovered that I have so much talent, so much more than I ever thought I had. You probably, David, is going to be the same. What you started now, as the time goes along, you will discover, gosh, I never knew yeah. I could do that. And I can do that. And I can do that. So basically, don't limit yourself. You have no idea what you can achieve. Just go along with it. Go along with it, whatever it is. You're an entrepreneur, you want to do a business, you want to start public speaking, jump. Just jump, just do it. Don't think, just act. Mythbuster. Thank you, Carol. Now, we're on to the Mythbuster section that I ask all my guests. And the question is, what negative thing do people think will happen when they're public speaking, communicating with confidence, communicating on the stage, but rarely does? What negative thing do people think will happen, but never does? Let me give you a little tips. The naysayer, silence them. Do not listen to the naysayer. People will tell you all sorts of things. You're going to lose your words, the audience not going to listen to you. Um, you. There is so many different things that in our mind we anticipate and they never happen. It's all in our mind. We're we forming those sort of films in our mind and it doesn't happen. So don't form the film in your mind. Don't think of the negativity. Don't think of things not gonna work out. Actually, to be honest with you, before I deliver a speech, I give myself a pet talk. I go to the bathroom and I boost myself up. I look at myself in the mirror and I say, Carol, you can do that. You can deliver that. You've mastered that before. You can do it. Before you give a speech, don't think of all the negativity or all the things going to go wrong. Just tell yourself, see yourself successful, that you have delivered the speech, people are happy, you are probably having a standing ovation. That's what you have to have in your mind. Silence the naysayer. Thank you. Good advice. Thank you so much. Now, I wonder when you look back at your career, your varied career, is there something that you know now, something that you've learned along the way that when you look back at yourself all those years ago when you started out, that you'd share with yourself? So something you know now that you'd share with your younger self? Something that I know now, it's okay not to be perfect. Yes, hear, hear. Don't thrive to be perfect. You are what you are. Own it with your good, with your mistakes, with your, you know, with everything 
it's you, it's who you are. So don't try to be perfect. That's wonderful advice. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you very much for coming down today, Carol. I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom today with all our listeners. Now, we're almost coming towards the end of the show. And I wonder if we can talk about, well, what's next for Carol Sim? And perhaps we can talk about something that we touched on earlier. We talked about you, the public speaker. What's next for you in that arena? And what's next for you in your business and, and your personal life? I am super excited, David. Life, it's about self-improvement, self-development. So I welcome any any progress. My aim for the years to come, number one is to finally have my own crepery and hopefully reproduce that to a second and a third, etc. That's my number one goal. The second, I would say, is to use my voice to empower others. And the third, I would say, I would like to improve in my finances. I would like to master my financial um, knowledge. Yeah. So as I mentioned, it's all about life. It's all about self-improvement. Mm. And I strongly believe that we have a duty towards ourselves yeah. to constantly want to learn, to constantly improve ourselves. Because once we finish school, have you noticed that the majority of people stop learning? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Stop learning, stop growing. So my challenge is to continue to learn, continue to progress, continue to, to challenge myself. That's brilliant. Continue to learn. And that's really good advice for everybody, isn't it? Don't stand still. Keep moving forward. Continue to learn. What's the, uh, for our listeners, what's the name of your book? The Long Road to Tomorrow. It's available on Amazon. If you're happy to, for me to, I'll add that to the show notes. Definitely, yes. And if people would like to find out a little bit more about what you do or get in touch, where can they find you? You can find me, uh, by, well, you can have a look online on my website, which is www.carolscrepery, carol, C-A-R-O-L-E-S, crepery, C-R-E-P-E-R-I-E.com, or you can email me at it at carolcrepery.com so www.carolcrepery.com or you can email me it at carolcrepery.com well great i'll add those links into the show notes i've had a great time interviewing you today hopefully you had you've had two i had a fantastic time david it was a pleasure to be here and i do honestly hope whoever's listening or all our listener will benefit from what was discussed today oh thank you as i said i'll add all your links to the show notes thank you everybody for listening speak to you next week if you'd like to find out more you can visit me at davidalamari.com